Mitchell Large, Mitchell James Large, welcome to the Claim of Throne Blodgecast. You are listening to the Claim of Throne Blodgecast. I'm here with my friend Cabba. As always, Cabba, how are you? I'm Cabba, coach of the Capybaras, and it's good to be black here on the Father Adrian podcast. And it feels like it's been a while, but nonetheless, um, it probably hasn't been that long. It's just how long it takes for Ash to do all the editing of the episodes and all of the other work. And also become the leader of the band Spherical, the brainchild. So let's cut the crap. How have you enjoyed doing the post-music related chores to releasing music? Let's cut the crap. Are you still on Fiverr and can I employ you for five bucks? <laughs> I think I might be there. I can't remember my password to log in or how to get my $3.43 left over from Stuart McGill, my only ever client. <laughs> Did they take a big cut out of the five? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, Stu owes you a few bucks. Nah, he, they, I advertise it as being five bucks, being that the website is called Fiverr. Turns mm-hmm. out it's five American dollars. He gets charged $7.50 or something. Mm. They then take a cut. I get less than $5. Stu, uh, everyone's spin. a winner. Did you just No. Oh, was the it chair. It's just my droopy cock in my hands <laughs> and the smell. Nah, anyway, well, Spherical Blue is out. Yep. I've seen it around on the internets. It's a misspelling. It's supposed to be B-L-E-W, but anyway. Ah, named after your favourite cricketer from South Australia? Well, possibly all my favourite activity, but keep going. <laughs> the thing you're doing to me right now. Um, I don't have a physical copy, which I am not expecting to get. Because there isn't one. Exactly. Oh. No question, just I can burn a CD if you want it. Nah. <laughs> uh, I can sell it at Hornography, I guess, for a buck. <laughs> um, uh, I don't what know. was your what decision? You, you just banged it out on Bandcamp, also released it on Bandcamp? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Just one day it was, it was out and released. Yeah, well, it was a long fucking time as listeners of this podcast who can keep up with our long and boring information we shit on about constantly. Mitchell Large. Mitchell Large. Yeah. Uh, so drums were recorded in October-ish, I think. September, October. What year? Of 2009. Good question. 17. Mm. Fucking hell. Then not a lot was done for quite a while. Songs had to still continue to be kind of finished Mm. (laughs) so they were like this most of it was done but yeah just figuring out things like lyrics and blah blah blah. so about a year later finally kind of got kicking with that did some bass tracks they had some noise in them because of a grounding issue Mm. which was kind of annoying and i was drunk and talking to roy doesn't sound like every day of your life yeah and uh i was thinking in my head i've got to redo these bass tracks and Roy and I are working on some stuff together and also some songs. And I was like, hey, Roy, I need bass for this shit. Do you just want fucking want to do it? And he's like, his exact words were never recorded before, but sure, send an interface to my house. I'll learn Reaper and track bass and send it back to you in a few weeks. So we did that, blah, blah, blah. That's why he's the number one employee in Surrey Hills. <laughs> exactly. Mm. This side of Redfern. Yeah. And um, yeah, then Owen had previously done some sort of like partial words partial gibberish vocal phrasing to the shit 
I got married on a honeymoon, wrote some lyrics about trees and magpies to Owen's phrasing, sent it through to him, went down to Bruma Bay, fucking got in a shearing shed, rubbed crap on myself, (laughs) recorded Owen, then proceeded to track guitars, mix, and eventually sent it to Al for mastering. So that came back and also arrived like two weeks ago. Sounded great. Al did a wicked job as per usual. And I vectorized the artwork from Christoph, Lord of the Logos, and just fucking threw it online. Now, you asked me something earlier before when we were off air chatting <laughs> about CD Baby. This is my little fucking, what is it? Bombshell? Bombshell. Fire away. Bomb track. Distro Kid. Yeah. Oh, you're on Distro Kid. Wow, that is a bombshell. Mm-hmm. Been holding that from you for Did like you two use, weeks. Did um, you the Claim the Throne referral code so we get $5? No, and oh. now I'm drinking not $5. You're lucky it's Lent and I've given up killing cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is that? C- quicker? Okay, I was signing up to CD Baby and they go, yeah, it's like on special at the moment, 40 odd bucks or mm. 30 bucks or something for one release. I thought, great. This Annually? Is Forever. No, no, forever. Mm. So once off, all good. Good. Yeah, so I was pretty happy with that. Went to do it and also when I tried to submit it, it goes, do you have a barcode? I'm like, why do I need a barcode? Never releasing a physical release, possibly vinyl, but I'll just do it like we will do it ourselves. And it goes, oh, you know, if you want us to create you one, it's 20 US dollars. I'm like, well, you can suck on the end of my flubby little... Droopy, stinking little cock. <laughs> and um, then I clicked, no, I've already got my own. So they go enter a valid bar- barcode number. I entered like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This isn't recognized as a whatever. So I was like, you know what, City Baby? Barcode or ISRC code? Barcode. I had ISRC. Come on. So I asked, what do you want me to come on? Tell me what you want me to fuck. Yeah. And instantly signed up to DistroKid, who, as part of their little service, I've found out since that they just fucking assign you a barcode number, UPC, that thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is good. And then away we go. That was it. Cool. And, and, and while it took a day, two days for it to... Fuck all, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two days. And they're slowly dribbling out the, you know, DistroKid is live on yeah. whatever. I get annoyed at those emails, but... Yeah, well, I've got four of them and I was hoping it would just be done by now, but it's on Spotify and Apple Music, so I'm happy with that. And what did those pricks charge you? I could have done the hurry up and wait thing that you did when they keep reducing the... Oh, yeah. You know, put in your details and then quit the application, but I was off on my way from misery to happiness today to Mm. Melbourne and I was like, I need to get this online now or else I'll never fucking do it. And yeah, that's why it just suddenly was there because I just decided on Thursday night, it's happening. Yep. The end. It's cool, man. I like that. Yeah, it's sort of taken, well, since 2017, we've been talking about it. Mm-hmm. And throughout that time, we've I've dropped all of these um, amazing pieces of knowledge about how to release an album and create a checklist and things and you're like <laughs> give me two days this is how it's done cunts 
Just release the prick. Well, don't no consideration to anything. Just get it out, it, which is a good thing. I like yeah, it. yeah. You see I, people just fucking waiting around and waiting oh, around and never fucking releasing things. No. And you've just shown how easy and quick it can be. True. I, I actually felt a little bit of a um, responsibility, not only to Owen and Roy, but also to Al as well. Like, man, I've got a fucking bunch of things on the go with Al and also some music that is unreleased. And I just wanted something to be done already. Yeah. So, yeah, chucking that out. Just got rid of the burden completely. That's great. Told the relevant people, so the five to ten people I give a shit about in this world, hey, it's there. Done. Mm. But I did take, I partially feel like you're pulling the piss, which I (laughs) think you are and you should be. Because, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't have like a release concept or anything, but that's not really, to, to quote Roy or, you know, paraphrase Roy, I was like, oh, we need some sort of a blurb for an email list when we blast this out, you know. Something. Like, what even what even is this band? I haven't even taken time to think what it is, what we're even trying to do. So I wrote a few sentences and <laughs> sent it to, you know, Owen or Roy, and it's like, yeah, what do you think of this? Also to sleep, my confidant. And uh, Roy sends back. He goes, yep, let's get this out so we never have to do it again. <laughs> And that's, I think, how we all kind of feel yeah. a little bit. Like, let's just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Then it's done. And then get back to, I don't know, footy tipping. What am I into again? Um, yeah, footy tipping, basically. Yeah, so I thought, I didn't really know what to expect, but I think I would have been anticipating Bandcamp only release. Mm-hmm. Could you refer the listeners back to the episode number that they can hear you talking about how you would never, ever... Stream. Ever be on streaming services again for as long as you live or you would jump off the top of Bocott building on the corner of Walcott <laughs> Street in Perth. Good reference. Mm. Um, then I will refer you to a few episodes later where I said I've totally flipped um, on this because of Roy, mm. who's Good a one, big Roy. fan of it. Yeah, big fan of it. And now I'm quite happy just to do it. I think... Yeah, I don't really know what it is. I think I'm just a bit embarrassed about like releasing music. Like like I worked on this thing for like two years and it's just something that I did in my bedroom and also I was creating music in my <laughs> bedroom. So Done for you, not for other people. Yeah, a little bit not, like not that. Not for you to brag to others and try and encourage yeah. them to listen to it. Hey guys, check out this link. It's like we've discussed many times. Um, yeah, I've probably related it to like Ian from Red Descending, for example, who would quite happily not ever have anyone ever hear his music and it makes no difference whatsoever as to whether he'll release more or how he would judge the success of that recording. Irrelevant as to who listens to it. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, have you seen any stats or anything yet of interest? Yeah, there's been... um, Well... Spotify, well, that's a fucking lot of things that I really should talk to you about, but Spotify created an artist thing or claimed it via DistroKid and because I did that pretty much the day it came out, it hadn't had any stats to show. Mm -hmm. I think it needs to get to a certain place before it shows you anything. So, um, yeah, I've currently got that streaming 24-7 over in Surrey Hills. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then... (laughs) 
Apple, I haven't even looked into it yet. Sorry, Hills, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. And But Bandcamp, yeah, I've got one whole sale and wow. um, that's H-O-L-E and he's sitting across from me. That's Brendan Capriotti. But yeah, a bunch of followers so far just dribbling by one or two a mm. day for the last week and then... I've noticed you can just go to the Bandcamp page and listen to the whole thing and not pay. Oh. Yeah, that's normal, isn't it? Or I is it usually is 30 seconds? I think back in the day it was 30 seconds. Now it's normal to just yeah. be able to hear the whole thing. But if you, you can opt for that. So I think the default is three times and then you have yeah, to buy it. right. But I figure people are barely going to get through one listen of this piece of shit. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a free thing. Just have it. I'll, I'll do the breakdown of the costs. Should I do that? Yeah, go on. Um, so this is a fucking wild stat, man. But I'm a stat, man. <laughs> I think I probably should have worked this out before the show. God, this is embarrassing. But let's call it about 1250 bucks for the three. Well, it's two songs. But the noise track is broken up into a separate sort of interlude song. Sort of like five or six Nine Foot Super Soldier albums equivalent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yep. yeah. I was a bit hesitant to do that. Oh, that's actually one thing because on DistroKid, it, it came up and also was presented as a single. Mm. And I was a bit like, it's not a single, you fuckwit. It's a EP. I imagine that would have upset you given the conversation we had a few weeks ago when I tried How to get you to listen singles. to one Manigam song. And yes. you said, Still why haven't. would anyone ever put out one song? Agreed. Then Spherical comes out two songs. With the single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Um yeah, so those things. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, apparently that's default from Apple. So if you release yeah. something with less than a certain number of songs and the songs are less than 10 minutes each. So if Moonsorrow releases two songs, but they're 30 minutes each, that's all good. But under 10 minutes automatically calls it a single. Wow. Did yeah. not know that. So, yeah, something I found out. Also, don't give a fuck. No. Nah. Whatever. Mm. And, yeah, what the fuck are we talking about here? Good question. Bandy listening. Uh, having to... Prostitute. Being able to listen to it all before oh. paying. I feel like we were talking about something different. Um, it's a single. Nine foot super soldier. Oh, three songs. Three songs. It's actually you made the third song because it was going to be classed as a single. No. Yeah, don't know. We'll get back to that. Sorry, listeners. You're listening to the Alzheimer's podcast. Yeah, Yeah. come over specialists. Several people who don't give a fuck about what they're even talking about. Twelve hundred fifty bucks. Oh, okay. Let's go with that. Yep. yep. Um, Remember now. So there was a cost to get Al to record the drums. There was a cost, so that's for his engineering and bringing his mobile rig out to Vision Studios in Victoria Park. And his music equipment. And his music equipment after he put his rig away. Mm. Then there was the cost of the room itself, so two days at a rehearsal room, so that was a little bit more. Then it got Roy involved. He didn't have, well, we've all seen his interface and also his little... I've seen his little interface before. (laughs) His little one channel um, M audio thing that we recorded the Russell Coit intro with. (laughs) So I bought and sent him a cheap Apogee interface 
that's pretty much just like the instrument input of this thing just pulled out and also taken and sent to posted Roy. in the mail. Posted to Surrey Hills. I was just about to give out his address, but anyway. Probably the same time someone stole the couch from the foyer of his building. 100%. Mm. Per Kent. And then there was the, obviously Al mastered it. So that was a cost. And there was also the artwork and the logo, which I've just added into the recording. Cost. Logos. Logos, because why the fuck not? Agreed. And that's it. Oh yeah. And DistroKid. And this was the other thing about DistroKid. Maybe that's what I'm actually getting at here is that because there is another release from this household occurring in the next fortnight, probably supposed to be this week, but some hiccups with the artwork, uh, I upgraded my DistroKid account to the second tier that mm-hmm. allows you to do two releases because mm. of family expense. I'm going to do both under the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't think about the wheel. Probably should have upgraded to being a label, but we'll see how that goes. Not really too sure. Anyway, so yeah, the co- I mean, twelve hundred fifty bucks for that shit is, I think, pretty fucking good. Your other option is when your significant other signs hers up, she uses your referral code that you automatically get with an account gotcha. saved by five bucks. Maybe um, Wheel does that. Saves five way. bucks. I think. I reckon that double release one is a good deal. And yeah, the label I think one so. is maybe Too starting expensive. to take the piss. Yeah, I don't know if the wheel will be on streaming. It probably should be, but anyway, we'll figure that out in another podcast. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so in perspective, this is the wild thing um, and it really makes my heart sing is that with young Jeezy, her thing is only a couple hundred bucks more for two songs than mm. mine. And what's fucking wild about that is we tracked drums and piano in fucking Germany with a known producer who had a you know, Revolver or Metal Hammer, whatever that one is, magazine, number one album of the year, production credit on. But... Glenn Carrick. Glenn Carrick, yeah. Uh, And where we actually save money there is because she's doing all the art herself. So... Doesn't have to deal with any progress. Yeah, so that's a significant sort of cheapener. Yeah. Yeah, but pretty pretty interesting little stat there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. It was a good process. The majority of it was recorded in this very room. And by majority, I mean just the guitars. But um, yeah, little bits in Bremer Bay, little bits in Surrey Hills, little bits in my size 32 knickers I'm Hanging wearing. from the crotch, yeah. Mm. In, yeah, we've, we've obviously discussed the recording a lot over the years. I was just, yeah, I was kind of fascinated to see how you would handle the post-recording chores. Didn't like it. If you just fucking hate them or if you... Hate it. Yeah. Cool. But hate it in a, it's a necessity, it needs to be done. Yeah. Do the bare minimum, release it. Now what? It's over? Uh, No, apparently my friend has just told me he's putting it on a fucking projector at Hornography tonight. Oh, there's just one advert. Do you have By advert, artwork? I mean the album art that I've stolen from Bandcamp. Is it like decent like resolution? I'll tell you in a few hours' time. <laughs> fuck. Um, cool. Now, I've started doing that with uh, other local releases also, which mm-hmm. surprisingly, there's a few. Yeah. And 
just chuck them up and put some shitty looking caption on it and saying, check it out for more and then putting it in the monthly mail out. Um, well, I mean, that's one thing, which is cool. Mm. The other thing is I've, I've arranged with um, my friends from this band called Claim the Throne to do a some sort of a mail out on the list. If that if we do that, you did that on the page, so that worked good. But also my friend Glennon from the Glenmore. Boats of the Glennon and Carrick. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to arrange for him to blast it out, possibly for at the same purpose? time as this. If you don't want anyone else hearing it. Uh, well, uh, good point. Uh, good point. Mm, mm. Yeah, why? Completely good point. Um, for money? Don't know. I think I'll I'm not afraid of to. people hearing it or whatever. I just feel a little bit like, okay, we'll, we'll segue into that in a sec. But I, I was in Melbourne with my buddy who's a fucking architect. And he said when he is working on a project, he sends it specifically to like, you know, five to ten people that he yeah, respects I like that. and that he wants feedback from. And so maybe that's the initial group of people that I sent the shit out to. That's what I want. But at the same time, like... I am inspired to make music by people who I'm glad put it out there for me to find, you know? So I would like to do the same. I'm just not ready to show heaps of cunts. I don't know. I don't fuck to find it. You know, do you ever get that? Yeah, I get it with band tools a bit. And that was oh, yeah. one of the reasons I had a, um, a private Facebook page with it as opposed mm-hmm. to a public thing that everyone could see. Pubic. Pubic and I don't know, I not really comparable, I guess. But I don't mind the idea of personalized emails to people that you actually want to listen to it because mm. you can spam thousands of people from the Glennon at hotmail.com, <laughs> but it's just going to be some buzzed out, ruthlessly tearing the <laughs> courageously blending all <laughs> styles of metal with thundering bass lines straight from Surrey Hills. Spherical are a metal band from <laughs> Perth, Western Australia. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, that can go around and it might get you a few more hits and whatever. Yeah. But from who? And do you really want them even hearing it? Whereas you could send, like you said, five emails directly to people that you do care about and who would, be yeah more relevant to hear it and probably influences themselves and if they really liked it then they would share it themselves on their social media Mm. or whatever perhaps Mm. that's Uh, a good point i think i think the answer to that is that i didn't think that far ahead yeah and And i just thought oh yeah that's just you know something that i'll probably do and yeah i don't expect I don't expect many people to like it and you can see it from the Bandcamp stats like the first song is short and snappy in like five or six minutes or something. It has sort of a defined start and end point. The second song is just a bunch of noise that I created in a bedroom one day fucking two years ago that goes into a song that makes no sense, has about nine lines of vocals and then just finishes with nothing. Probably my favourite song. Yeah, so you can see the skips. They're like, mm. is this fucking trash going to end? And then they skip Funny out. Funny though, because, I don't know, look at Opeth fans from 10 years ago, for example. Mm. They'd froth over shit like that. Maybe. You want those extra tracks on the CDs that you would buy. Yeah, now perhaps. people just want to, or, you, you know, you can watch porn now and you skip straight to the money shot or whatever 
thing you're wanting to watch. I won't go into detail. <laughs> but back in the day, you'd probably have to start from the start and watch to the end. And fast forward. But yeah, I mean, exactly to that exact point. Uh, yeah, I don't really give a fuck actually. <laughs> like listen to it, don't yeah. listen to it, don't care. But yeah, it's it's more like if I was someone who got hold of something that I thought was good. and I cock. Your cock. I'd be happy about it. Yeah. Like I always talk about how I struggle to find new tunes to listen to and, you know, I don't know, fucking whatever. Yeah. But yeah, not looking for money. And that's uh, something we chatted about the other day, a little bit driven by me was seeing Devon Townsend, right? Mm. Like, oh, hey guys, I know the album's been leaked, Getting told but off. I'm, did he get told off? That was my perception of it. Maybe, yeah. I didn't even think about that. But he's like, yeah, um, I know I said I just wanted everyone to hear it. But now that it's leaked, I'm really hoping everyone picks up a physical copy of it. Because, and there we go. Like, why are you doing physical copies, mate? Um, because I spent 170k of my own money, you know, his own fucking money on recording this thing and I'm sitting here thinking I spent 1200 bucks. Yeah, what's he spending the money on? Oh, I know what he's spending the money on because he posts every fucking thing he does. So, he goes to... Is he factoring his own living expenses into that? Maybe, but he... Do you know anything about this project? I heard one song. He's got the... Not really. What's the guy from Meshuggah? Did he have some other... Thor Dendal? Yeah, Thor Dendal. Did he have another project called like menacing bowels or something like that with some crazy drummer dude that doesn't ring a bell but he has had projects yeah yeah so he had this thing called soul nigger within oh jesus the probably oh it might be that actually (laughs) but a different one had this drummer in it who's some crazy swedish fucking drum teacher that probably taught the mashuga drummer thomas haki how to play so, he's a drummer on it. The drummer from Duke Rapper Bursts on it. The drummer from Such and Such. So, he's oh, got like okay. five no, drummers. Yeah, cool. And the idea is that within one song or within the album, there'll be like a funk section. So, he wants a legit funk drummer to play it or, or something like that. And then when the blasts come in, he wants old Duke Rapper Birth to play on that bit. And when the tech proggy stuff comes in, he gets old mate. You know? So, that's just drummers. So, he's hired all these dudes. Pretty sure he tracks some drums in a studio in London and flew old mate from the States to London. Mm. So, you can see how costs quickly add up. Yep. He also hired an orchestra. I, I had to listen to half of it today. Not at all interested in it. Oh, sorry, I am interested in it, but it's not a keeper album for me. Like, great. Some moments are quite nice. Quite enjoyed them. But... um. So, a fun project for him more so than for the listeners, maybe. Maybe, yeah. It's pretty wild, dude. Like, it's very experimental. And I get that. That's all cool. But we're talking an album that literally costs, can't even do the maths on it, a hundred times more than my shitty two songs. And I think he could have gotten away with it for way cheaper if A, he stayed in Canada, B, he just hired like just the decrepit birth dude. Like, listen, if you can blast it to 90, pretty sure you're going to be able to just pull off this little 10 seconds of funk beat I need you to. Like, he's a sick drummer. You know, just keeping it simple. Don't hire an orchestra. 
just do it programming. Like the cool thing about Devon was in the heyday of the major labels, he signed to an indie and did all of his stuff in-house for like Ocean Machine. But now he's like outsourcing everything and writing completely fucking crazy music mm. and I don't know. What, what do you think but about he, shit like that? Obviously, so yeah, so going by his recent comments, either A, he has realised he is now in debt from spending that much money on a release and needs money back and thought people might have supported it financially a bit more than they actually had. Or, so there's no record label backing to this? No, there is. There is. There is. And they've apparently spent money as well on promo and stuff. Yeah, perhaps they could have spoken to him and said, you shouldn't be encouraging people not to pay for this. Or, I don't know, man. What's the spending grand of the money? How long? Well, I don't know. It's 170. He does albums pretty quick, man. It's only in the last probably six, eight months. So, you know, because this is his his life. This is just spending a few grand a month at a time doing little weird things, and it adds up to that. But 170 months. Come on. Yowzers, eh? Yeah, I don't it, know. And if you think about it, like, the fuck, dude, for 170 grand. For someone like me, I could deck out like my dream studio, dream as in stupid, for 50, from scratch 50, and then I could fly every one of my mates to Perth for another 20 and have a fucking wild party, do some songs and be done with it. Like, it's not... It's just pretty crazy to do this unfettered spending shit in this day and age. You heard Devin on uh, Music Business Facts with Road Holder when he asked the very awkward questions about his exact income figures, right? <laughs> Back in the day. And you can tell me to piss off. Yeah, and he, he essentially did. But Devin was implying, you know, he just essentially makes a standard wage compared to his, yeah. his friends, but he just does music. He wouldn't... wouldn't have be 170? 170 grand, you know. I, I don't... I don't know. Dude, he might be. Maybe. Put it like this, like some of the bigger tours that have come through that we've heard about in Australia have made bands that sort of money. And last time, I mean, I've only seen Devon once and that was in Metro's Frio and it was fucking packed. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, he's at the calibre where he is making that sort of money on tour. Good call. And the stage show maybe appears elaborate, but what is elaborate is that there's a projector screen and backing track, which always sounds luscious and big and huge. But really, his touring costs can't be that much more than any other normal band in this day and age. Mm. So, yeah, Matt, I mean, he's highly likely to make that money back yeah. at least. Yep. I just think it's wild, man. What's the fucking point of it? Like, he, yes, his album sounds more sheened out and professional than my shitty little thing but in saying that i mean he's hiring all these drummers and then you can clearly hear drum samples on it like he's probably using modern technologies all over the place Mm. so it's like the more production that you do the less like the real thing it is so why are you spending money on the real thing that's my should get him on the podge asking these questions yeah i know 
the next two months at Hornography starting tonight are both album launches. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I shall be monitoring them too to see how it works these days. And I get scared about CDs now too. Even from Desolate Plains. We've been i got a box of the pricks up there. Put them next to my two boxes <laughs> and, and also... <laughs> My leftover CDs <laughs> and 50 shirts from Europe that I can't sell Shit. for $5 a shirt. Jesus. Um, you know what the next thing for Spherical is? Yeah. To not press CDs. Mm. Uh, we've got a Vinyl Master, which reminds me, I told Al I was going to download that yesterday. Didn't. Sorry, Al. You'll hear this in three months' time <laughs> when I finish editing it. Um, it is actually... And this is something I didn't think I'd do, but Owen suggested it, so I'll probably roll with it, is do a pre-order of shirts. Very simple, either art or logo, logos. Part of the reason I got the logos done in that way is like your Skyforger shirt is it's one color because we had dramas in the past with Claim of Throne when I tried to do t-shirt layouts and they're like, this is a nine-color t-shirt. I'm like, what do you mean? It's just a metal band. Yeah, there's just... <laughs> there's just yellow in it. Yep. Why is it nine colors? So now I made it plain 2D vector art with one color. So I'll do a, probably do a pre-order and have it like black print on gray and white print on black, like kind of classic and then also a little bit um, shoegaze, aka Ricky Grace. Thank you, Slate. And uh, yeah, do a pre-order only to get the sizes. So I don't want your money. I want interest in, okay, so we've got 45 fat cunts and three skinny cunts. Mm -hmm. Let's go and get some fucking shirts printed and just do it like that. That's it. And then maybe the same for vinyl down the track or maybe just press vinyl, whatever. And then that's it. CDs can suck the cock. Mm. Cassettes thought about it as an interesting heirloom but i think anything that i do it's something that i would personally want to have as as a memorabilia of doing something yeah so i don't end up with three boxes and also containers full of (laughs) cds of desolate planes crazy shit i'm gonna see uh smitty pretty soon in probably in the Is next 20 minutes, yeah. Wow. About, uh, and I'll ask him how many cassettes he's got left over from Nine Foot Super Soldier oh, yeah. podcast. It's one up there. Yeah. Uh, a quick album of the week. Thanks for all the spherical news tonight. No, that's all right. Did I answer the right questions? Yeah, it was good. I'm looking forward to doing a lot more podges on these, though, after we get feedback from Mitchell Large. <laughs> uh, give me, start with you, dude, because I don't listen to music anymore. New album from Tear called Hell, H-E-L. Quite enjoying that. Been pumping that a fair bit. Uh, haven't really got into their last few albums too much. Got a bit bored of them, a bit of samesies. Typical Napalm Records artist who releases an album every year and it all sounds the same, can't be bothered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But gave this one the time of day and it's pretty pretty interesting listen. Lots of shred, too many songs overall. But some pretty pretty cool, interesting stuff and real manly wolf-like vocals, which I'm enjoying. I did hear that new vocal. Oh, because I've actually dirty. got bored of those vocals because 
the choruses and stuff have just got a bit poppy and shit lately and they sound too nice and I feel like he's made an effort of sounding like a brutal cunt and I appreciate that. Um, And also been listening to lots of Droog and Magla as always. Fucking hell. Or Magla as Jim says. My album of the week is probably... A new album? Yes. Um... You know, there's the usuals in there. Did catch a plane recently, so... Bellacore summoning. No, well, definitely summoning. Oh, chief. Uh, did go on a bit of a Radiohead kick. Oh, yeah. Uh, listened to In Rainbows and Hail to the Thief. I do believe In Rainbows is one of the better Radiohead albums. That's my thought on the matter. Uh, listened to Burning Vow. Thanks, Smitty. It's 90s grunge cross with Stoner Doom. Mm-hmm. I prefer, as Smitty calls it, glacial doom, where there's one chord every nine minutes. Yep. Um, yeah, also listen to things like Powderfinger Internationalist, Deftones, White Pony, you know, whatever. Stuff that studio people listen to. I would say my album of the week, though, is Burzum Asky. Hang on, just let me lift my jaw up back off my scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking listen to that. It's pretty much Burzum. But I uh, did get a recommendation from Sleep. Should listen to Pathogen Bloodline. Started to, stopped. Uh, not because of the album. I will finish it one day, Sleep. And also the album will get listened to. But uh, yeah, he said they played that in its entirety at yeah. the uh, old mate. At Slayfest, yeah. <sighs> I got a few thoughts on Bloodline, probably to save for another episode. But in short... I like the old demo versions of their songs and they f- go through singers like um, like I go through jocks after <laughs> having podcast recordings and the changing of lyrics and stuff and it's sort of got annoying when you like learn a song and then hear the album version. It's completely different. And also I think there's a lot of songs on there and they could have released long, more man. albums over those years and it's a, it's a lot to take in. Coming from... Someone who released Forge in Flame Man and Desolate Plains that have way too many songs, but same sort of thing. Yeah, um, well, we that being hate said, ourselves. Still good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, what I'll say about that is Tia, an hour and 10 minutes. Too much. New Devon, an hour and 10 minutes. Really? Like, fucking, come on, guys. Moonsorry with five songs, I can accept if that goes for an hour and 10 minutes. But when it's over 13 or 14 songs, come on. Grow up. Yeah, I agree. I think that people need to start culling some fucking shit. And my heart sinks below my sagging balls yeah. when I see that an album is longer than 50 minutes. Mm. Like when it gets into that 5-0 category, we call it the dicey era, it is too much. Mm. I need less clutch. So that's my goal for this um to just wrap it up, just to just to throw some glad wrap over the back end, shaft up, just protruding eyes. No mud. No mud, just dust. Yeah. All dust. I would say that our alibum cannot go more than 35 minutes. <laughs> Heard it first here, folks. First tier. First Don't you tier. reckon? About that. 35 minutes? Yeah, about Sounds that. About right. I would say four songs, five songs, and then regardless of the length or how long it goes Oh, for. really? So you're a song man. 
regardless today, of the length. Ask me again next week. But yeah, because yeah, I'm thinking average six-minute songs. Mm. We're talking five to six songs, so 30 to 35. We're talking 10-minute songs, so four songs. Oh, yeah. I Well, okay, so for me, I can't write 10-minute songs huh. for Climbing a Thorn. Do, do Claim the Throne do gigs anymore? Because Sleep did mention, um, I thought Jessie announced it was the last show ever. She did back in the day, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that was, you know, typical without consulting anyone else. Yeah. Um, possibly I think if we are going to make that an official marketing. thing. I'll probably get some cheese toasters on stage and have a bass player that evening. Probably. But uh, it I could, w- could be true. Might not be. Yeah, true. I, I would think, though, that... Put it this way. We got offered corporate Klani support the other week. I said no without even consulting <laughs> any of the band members. <laughs> That's because you know us too well. <laughs> I think that we'll probably definitely do another album. Um, no, I was thinking because yeah. the last gig we ever played was Ram stepping hole. off stage in Germany, rushing to the airport, getting lost without internet or Wi-Fi, you not know, yeah. ready to go. Oh, that's true. Strange thing. I'd like to... At the time, I did think it could be. Hello. Could potentially be our last gig ever and I was thinking that on stage and I was trying to enjoy it just in case. Oh, you were thinking that? A little bit. Wow. Mm. Oh, I was thinking like, how can I play better because I am sucking Uh the cock right now. Nah, I I would be upset if we didn't do it one ever again. Yeah, yeah, me too. I agree. I think just take it as it comes and also as it plays out. (laughs) All right, so on that note, I guess uh, we should go out with the song. Here's Tear, Empire of the North. <laughs>